You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Welcome back to another Friday Fire on the Food Code. Whoop, whoop. Favorite favorite, day of the week. Our favorite. We get to just rant on the mic. (laughs) But today's a good one because I think a lot of us want, we all have those areas. You know, I have, I mean, personally, I have that area, Mm -hmm. like that stubborn fat area that seems like it will never go away, whatever I do. Mm -hmm. And we need to address the stubborn fat areas and kind of debunk what maybe some of us are led to believe that we can, you know, burn the fat off with certain surgical techniques or, you know, we can target fat areas with certain foods or diets. Like at the end of the day, it all comes down to energy intake Mm -hmm. and energy output. There has to be the right balance. So like, We have energy demands. The synthesis of fats comes from excess fat or carbohydrate intake. Mm -hmm. Like we've talked about, protein does not turn to fat easily. Highly unlikely that it's your protein intake that's making you pack on a few pounds. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really matter the combination of macros you eat, right? Like if you're eating more than you burn, you're going to store fat. This is the scientific side of being in a calorie surplus. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So this is the idea of like a lot of people think, you know, 1200 calorie intake and we think we're gaining weight eating 1200 calories you guys if you are gaining weight eating 1200 calories you're not eating 1200 calories every day you are likely restricting and then having over in over consumption days or maybe you got put on a steroid that is some type of medications that's causing Mm -hmm. weight gain like it is not because you're just eating 1200 calories of whole foods every day right or you've been doing it for an extremely long period of time yes and now you're and you're adapted and so anytime that you do have a meal that's a swing up even if it's four or five hundred calories your body is storing it because it's in a state of famine it doesn't understand that you know, you are intentionally trying to cut the fat. Mm -hmm. And so therefore it doesn't have the fuel that it needs to meet the demands just for your basal metabolic rate, all of your, you know, movement, whether it's exercise movement or non-exercise movement. And your body is designed to help you survive and to keep you functioning, right? Whether that's functioning optimally or not, most likely it's not at 1200 calories. So typically if somebody's, you know, metabolically adapted, we're seeing a lot of signs and symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, you're tired all the time. You're constipated. Your digestive system's not working very well. Maybe, you know, you're finding that you're sick more often. You're not sleeping through the night. Yep. You're cold all the time. There's, you're getting weaker in the gym. There's a lot of things that could be going on. You're not hungry eating that little. Yep. Like that's not a good sign. Um, so know that, you know, if that's going on, that's something else that needs to be addressed. Yeah. But... The stubborn fat areas. Let's talk about this here. Because I so feel like... where are they? Like, you know, you know I think okay. for women... Here's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about like the arm flaps mm-hmm. that we talk about. You know, wings. like people like... I've had people... I remember when I used to work at the gym, people would come in and literally show me and they would flap their arm. Their angel lower wings, arm. yeah. Yep, the angel wings. Um, females, let's be honest, like our lower belly or mm-hmm. our love handles. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, we actually hold a specific layer of fat tissue in our lower abdomen to protect our uterus. So 
you know, we need to carry children to keep this world going. <laughs> and so there is a reason that we have the lower belly pooch ladies. It's not something to demonize and hate. Like that is a physiological thing that we have as females. And I know pretty much almost every female I work with, like even as lean as I got, I still had a little bit of lower belly fat still. Yeah. And so there's that. There's also some food intolerances or food mm-hmm. sensitivities that can be causing inflammation, cortisol. So your hormones, your your cortisol receptors find a warm, cozy home in your midsection. So yep. that's where most of them are and that's where they stay. So yep. if you are chronically stressed and you feel like you're gaining weight and it's all going to your midsection, that's because of your stress. So we need to focus on de-stressing, which we've talked about so many times, stress and sleep, even more important than calories in, calories out sometimes. Um, You know, you got to think about all the ways that the body perceives stress. It's not just like I got fired from my job, so I'm stressed out about money, right? We perceive stress in so many different ways. And you know, honestly, all throughout the day, like think about if you're driving and someone cuts you off. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say somebody says something to you at the grocery store or you think you offended somebody or your boss says he wants to meet with you. Um, or you just have running meetings late for all me. day long. Like, <laughs> like sometimes Liz and I have calls back to back to back to back. Like, and I finish the day and I feel like I'm on co- cocaine. I'm you're like, like I've never done cocaine, but I feel like that was what it would feel like. Like I'd be like, know. oh my God, oh my God. Like I can't slow down. And that feeling is not a good feeling to your body. Right. And then you go into the gym and you pound it out on the yep. treadmill or I got to remove stress. And so I got to go do stressful movement like right. the exercise. Like. Right. Yeah. And, and there's just so many different ways and not sleeping enough, not eating enough. All of those things are ways that we inflict stress on the body. Obviously, there are emotional stressors from relationships, from kids, from spouse, whatever that looks like. So you got to think about how much happens throughout the day and how you know you feel yourself starting mm-hmm. to get this heightened state of awareness in certain situations you're yep. that fight or flight like yep. the fleeting um or just the anger maybe that arises or the emotions the anxiety out. like yeah sometimes you you know freak out you like got all the bills and then you paid all the bills in one day and you're like holy shit where'd all that go you know <laughs> and you just like have a little bit of a, a panic moment yeah, i think everybody exactly. has those times um or your toddler is just throwing a temper tantrum and you know, trying to run in the middle of the street in front of all your neighbors. And that's fine. I too. do my deep breathing in those moments. Mm-hmm. I have learned, I have done both. I have responded back with my own tantrums. <laughs> Doesn't go well. It was a heightened emotion situation. Now, every time he starts screaming, I get this like Becca calm. You have to, you have to combat yep. his very anxious situation with calm. And it's working much better. Yes. I, I so far have been very calm Part of me wants to laugh because it's so, it's so funny. Like these little innocent creatures, like they're being little terrors in the moment and you're just like, oh my God, what am I going to do with you? But then it's also so cute at the same time that you're just Carson just laughing. screams in my face But I don't want to laugh because I'm sure that would trigger him Nick too. Yeah. And it's impossible to be like, stop, please be the adult in this situation. This is the toddler. You're the adult, please. And so like Carson is having trouble verbalizing his emotions because he's like just starting to put sentences together. Mm. And so he literally will look at me and scream in my face when he's getting frustrated. Like I wouldn't let him go outside yesterday because I wanted him to come in to get his jacket and hat and for me to get my jacket. Yep. And he just wanted to be in the backyard and I pulled him inside and then he like spins around, slams into the door, <laughs> takes the curtains, throws them, spins in the curtains, <laughs> looks at me, screams in my face, runs into my legs, like is hitting my legs. And the whole time I have to just hold it together. It's <laughs> like, don't respond, don't respond. Woo and stop. I'm like, you're upset right now because I'm not letting you go outside. And he goes, uh-huh 
and like because he can't really talk yeah and it's yeah. just like he needs to just be calm too and so i've learned you know we just need to calm down and now i've completely forgot the tangent that we were on okay so we're, we're the stresses in our lives talk about that's stress. a stress and how it causes <laughs> some you know fat storage in the midsection oh yeah um but okay so i think i already mentioned this sorry if i did but inflammation inflammation mm-hmm. and you can see this all throughout your body oh, yeah. sodium water retention your rings fit that. tighter mm-hmm. you look like you got big circles under your eyes like yeah these are all things that we see a lot of times when we take people through like elimination phases or yep. something they just look better less puffy mm-hmm. leaner like, it's tighter just this puffiness that disappears yeah and i think <laughs> here's the thing with inflammation and removing foods individuals and we have clients saying this to us all the time i never realized how bad i felt until i felt this good Mm -hmm. until my energy was this awesome my sleep was this awesome my digestive issues like i have a client that i've been working with now for probably like six or seven months and when she first started with me her digestion was just a wreck now we've gone six weeks without any digestive issues. She's been able to go out to dinner. She's had date nights, all these things. Whereas before she's like, I didn't even want to go out to eat because I needed to be near a toilet, yeah. you know? And so that is so huge. But also like your skin clears up. You have the desire because you have the energy now to want to move and go for walks. And you don't want to just like lay on the couch and be lazy all the time. And so sometimes we don't realize because maybe the food isn't giving us diarrhea right away or, you know, horrible stomach aches or like an anaphylactic allergy reaction, how impactful it is from an inflammatory perspective. And so mm-hmm. I always recommend starting with gluten and dairy first, just eliminate those two. They're kind of two big dominoes in the mix, but other things that can cause issues are like, um, soy, sugar, eggs, alcohol. That's a big one for a lot of people. Certain vegetables, things yeah. like Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower Garlic. can cause a lot of gar- uh, bloating, gas, stuff like that because they're yep. sulfur-based vegetables. Yep. So there's a lot of things that can get in the way here. Tomatoes sometimes for people, like you said, nightshades. Yeah, like, nightshades. There's, there's a lot of things that are considered healthy that might be causing inflammation to your body yep. and then you're experiencing this bloating and then you feel like those are your areas that you can, just can't get. And so we need to understand that like... There is no wrap or fat burner or food that is a fat burning food that's going to make your belly disappear. Like you guys. The detox teas don't work. Gosh, the detox teas are poop teas. They are laxatives, guys. Okay. We call them poop poop teas. Like (laughs) poop teas. They are not going to solve the fat area. And so there's no magic. That's the thing. Like there is no magic. And I think we should address address really fast to like target exercises. Yeah. Because I think people are like, well, I'm trying to target my glutes or I'm trying to target my abdomen. And so like this was me in high school. I was like, I'm going to do 50 sit-ups every day so I can get abs. You know what I did in college is I sat on the adductor, adductor machines, (laughs) adductor, abductor machines. Okay. You know, so you guys can't see me because unless you're watching the the ones where you straddle things. (laughs) So you open and close your legs, right? And you're working your inner thighs and your outer thighs. I would sit there for probably 20 minutes, you know, increasing the weight until like I just could not anymore. And I thought that was going to get rid of my, I wanted a thigh gap. That was what I was going for. Right. And I wanted to get rid of the cellulite on the outside of my legs. Ladies, please reshare this podcast if you can relate to that, because honestly, the thigh gap is important. Oh, gosh. I still don't think I have it unless I like stand with my feet together, but well, I intentionally I push my hips apart. Well, if I don't have a thigh gap, I'm going to drop my phone in the toilet when I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> You know, I actually think I did wrap my phone in the toilet one time. Anyways, here's the thing. Weight training can help 
because what weight training does is it builds muscle in those areas. And yes. I think a lot of us just focus on the weight loss and like expect this body to be there when we lose the weight, mm-hmm. this body that we may not have worked for. And so although I'm not for target exercises, air quotes here, target exercises that are going to flatten your stomach or something like that. I am for weight training that is going to build muscle, lean muscle mass, so that one, increases your metabolic rate and Mm -hmm. makes it easier to burn body fat. And two, when you do put the diet piece into it and put patience into it, now you're losing the body fat and the body underneath is what you have been working for. Yep. So you either grow muscle or you lose muscle, right? Or yep. it just kind of stays. So this tone look that everybody you wants. You flatten muscle. Right. It's not like I'm going to do this muscle burning thing that's going to flatten my stomach. Muscle doesn't get flattened, guys. It builds or it shrinks. <laughs> so if you want toned arms, for example, you need to lift heavy weights. Sorry, ladies, but like your five pound, 10 pound weights ain't going to cut it. This is not going to cut it. You can do 100 reps. You can get a band. You can do resistance exercises and you can do 3,000 reps. It's not the same stimulus as lifting heavy, getting under a heavy load and progressive overload. You know what? I like I the shoulder. I get complimented a lot on my arms and my shoulders. You do. You have great arms. I throw 150, 175 pounds over my head. Yep. That's what's gotten me the lean toned arms. It has not gotten me bulky. It has not gotten me big. It has gotten me lean muscle tissue. Mm-hmm. And so do not be afraid of the heavyweights, ladies. Do not be afraid of them. They are so much fun to lift. You yeah. feel so empowered and strong when you do it. And, and it's I, just a good time. I'm just going to say you're going to benefit tremendously from some of the main lifts rather than all these other like oh gosh million rep accessory work. Okay. You need to deadlift. You mm-hmm. need to squash. You need to bench press bench press overhead press like you need to be doing the primal movements working all muscles of your body and as you do this here's what you're going to notice your core is going to be sore because you're bracing do do you know what has been crushing my core lately yes zercher deadlifts and front squats (laughs) zercher squats and zercher deadlifts i don't know if i've ever felt my entire core work so much Mm -hmm. in a single movement as zercher deadlifts and no matter how much i hate them because they hurt my arms so bad they are such a good Core workout. And a posterior chain. And posterior chain. My butt, my back, my hamstrings, everything. Like it's unbelievable how much I get lit up by those things. So if you just lift heavy, you can save yourself a lot of time trying to do your planks and do your little band exercises. Like those things have their place as an accessory day. Totally. You need to be lifting heavy weights. And you know what? If you're wondering what heavy looks like, maybe you can use one of the calculators online. It should tell you for your weight, your height, what you should be lifting mm-hmm. as a strong individual. Yep. So here's the thing. The last little piece of this is that, sadly, where you gain weight first is mm-hmm. likely where you lose it last. Mm-hmm. We all have that area too. Like I know, I actually unfortunately gain weight very easily in my face. I don't lose it in my face, like both. Yeah. Like when I'm pregnant, my face blows up right away all the time, all the time. My arms tend to stay pretty lean. My sister's the same way. We're genetic, like both of us genetically, our arms and our legs have always been pretty lean. My core has never been. I've always had like a little bit of belly flub, whatever. It's healthy. I also also always gain weight in my face. Those are my areas. Mm-hmm. So I tend to lose those places last. Yeah. So, and I think the same thing is like that arm, like the stubborn arm fat, uh-huh. or like, you know, below um, your traps or whatever. So, Sometimes people say that they just feel really, really puffy and they feel just like this bulky. Some of that is going to be inflammation. Totally. But some of that is for you to get that off, you need to practice a few things. Number one, consistency. 
Yes. Number two is patience. Yes. You have to be patient. The body is going to do what it needs to. Most of the time we store fat also in our midsection because it's protective for our organs. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the thousand planks that you're doing or the thousand sit-ups that you're doing isn't going to help. No. That much. Okay. The second thing here is imagine this. You have to be in a calorie deficit. You got to be in a calorie deficit. If you want to lose fat and you can go back and you can listen to our other podcast on fat loss tips. But if you want to lose fat and you want to shred and you want to see this toned muscle that you're working so hard for in the gym, you have to be in a calorie deficit. However, there's a caveat here. You can't go too low. You can't go too low and then overtrain. We work with women all the time and they say, I just want to look like I work out. Yes. You cannot look like you work out if you're eating 1,400 calories a day, but you're burning 2,900 calories a day. Totally. The body the, will hold on to everything. And that's the thing. Like a, a lot of times, oh, well, 1,400, 1,500 calories isn't that low. It is if you're burning 3,000 calories. Like you have to, if you're using that watch thing and it says your, your Apple watch, for example, it says you're burning 1,600 calories in a day. That's your calorie burn. That's not your basal metabolic rate on top of your calorie burn. Now you're north of 3,000 calories. Like we need to understand those things too, because a lot of people underestimate how much they're burning in a day mm-hmm. and how much their body needs. And when you create too big of a gap between how much you're burning and how much you're consuming, your body goes into that kind of freak famine starvation mode where it's going to hold on to things because it is not getting enough to survive. Yeah. Our body requires energy for lots of things, digestion, recovery, reproductive system, immunity, all types of things that help keep us alive and keep us healthy. When it doesn't get those basic needs, your body doesn't care about burning body fat. That is a very low priority for your body. It needs body fat to keep you alive. And so it's going to store it. So we need to understand these things and get into the right calorie deficit, which can take some experimentation. Sometimes you got to come up before you can go down too. If you've been down too low for too long, you might need to come up first to be able to kind of heal the body. You have to earn the right to diet. Earn the right, ladies. We talk about this a lot of times with our clients. And and this is really something that my coach said to me. You know, I was frustrated one weekend. I'm like, man, my calorie deficit that I've been in just isn't working. I'm just going to cut a little more. And he's like, Liz, you know that's gonna backfire right and I was like yeah, okay yeah I do because I was also telling him at the time my sleep was suffering um my sex drive was kind of suffering and I just wasn't feeling super sharp even just like cognitively mentally because I have to think all the time yep. and that's important and your brain requires so, so much, much energy. energy like 20 to 30 percent of your calories yes. a day yeah so much energy and so he's like you have to earn the right to diet so what did I do I went back up I sat in maintenance for a little while my body started changing I was eating like 2200 calories this is great now I'm trying to cut again Nah, my body's not loving it. It's kind of like, you know what? We've been through down this past before. You've got to earn the right to diet. And so some of this you're going to have to play around with and you're going to have to be patient and give it time. But most importantly in this process, you need to be resistance training. Just what we yes, talked about. You've got to weight train, guys. Some type body weight, bands, whatever you can have at this moment, you have to do something that's going to create a certain stimulus to your body. Mm-hmm. We can't, like I said, we cannot just diet down and expect this body to be there that we didn't work for. Right. We can't. It's not fair. That's not fair. Why should you get that if you didn't work for it? Like we have to do some type of thing that's going to challenge the body. And the other thing I love about resistance training, it creates purpose. Like I do not diet anymore to lose weight. I lift to be strong and my body changes Mm -hmm. because of that, because I'm constantly changing the stimulus every, you know, eight, 12, 16 weeks to create that progressive overload so that my body does change. And you also have to eat to fuel those. Absolutely. And your lifts will tell you if you're not feeling great, 
right? Like, oh, yeah. great example. Last week, it was my cycle. I was like, there's no freaking way I'm hitting these numbers for my squats. And I didn't. I got to rep number four and I put the bar away. I was like, okay, not today. Like, my back was bothering me. I just was tired, exhausted, right? But come a week later, I actually had a refeed day on Saturday. I went into the gym Sunday morning. I felt fantastic. Got back up to my old numbers where I was a couple of months ago. And so that's the thing too, is like you need to be tracking your numbers. You need to, when we talk about progressive overload, that means that you're progressively trying to increase the weights over time yep. to build that muscle and get stronger. And part of that is that you need adequate protein. You need adequate carbohydrates to recover and refuel your body and repair. You don't fully benefit from your workout until you recover. A hundred percent. All right. Last thing. Sleep and stress, guys. I, I do not care. <laughs> I mean, we rounded out. We rounded out with the most important. Yes. Sleep and stress. I do not care what you are doing with your diet, with your exercise. If you are not sleeping enough and you are stressed every day, none of it matters. Yep. It's not, you are running. It's like dieting is already kind of like running uphill. Yeah. You are now running uphill, pushing a wheelbarrow full of bricks with a heavy backpack on. Like it is making things 10 times harder and sometimes near impossible to see progress if you are not sleeping adequate seven to eight hours quality sleep a night and you are not managing your stress. I am not saying you need to be zen, stress-free <laughs> meditation all the time, but you cannot have constant stress that is running you into the ground day in and day out. Yeah. You got to manage it. So one of the things that we like to do is pick one de-stressing activity mm-hmm. every single day. It can be fun. It could be something that you do just to play. This is it why I love be, walking. Yeah. Walking is a great de-stressing activity. And, and for you crazy calories. people out there like me, it burns calories. <laughs> so you get the best of both worlds. We can fill our type A personalities while also de-stressing a little bit with some walks. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and walking too, is just, it's fresh air. It does so much for the soul and obviously the body too. If we're getting outside and we're getting sunlight, we're getting that vitamin D, we're getting that burst of energy, right? It can increase your mood. Totally. It can increase dopamine, serotonin. Like there's so many different things that can happen if you're just hitting 10,000 steps every single day. Speaking of, Liz and I need to go get a walk-in. We do. (laughs) All right. Friday Fire, happy Friday. We will be back on Monday. If you are not already a part of our Fit Mom Facebook group, you can go join fitmomlifestyle.com and we hope to see you on the inside. There we share free trainings every single Wednesday. We do live trainings. There's also a lot of free resources and guides and we'd love to have you be part of our community on Facebook. Have a great day. Thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram and tag us at lsn.coach and leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Bye.